Grace, mercy, and peace be yours in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The message for this day as we continue on in our Lenten sermon series, At the Crossroads, comes from that gospel text just read from St. Matthew, the 27th chapter. I think we can all agree that times of crisis are not the best times to be making big decisions. But oftentimes it's those times of crisis where the big decisions need to be made. A crisis is a time of choice, a crossroads. It's an opportunity to go one way or another. It's a time to render judgment on whatever the situation is that's before you. Our English word crisis in fact, comes directly from the ancient Greek word crisis, referring to the judgment handed down in a legal case, oftentimes a verdict given by a judge. Now today, you've heard how Pontius Pilate, in a time of crisis, handed down one of the most world-shaping events in all of history. Pilate served as the prefect for the Roman province of Judea, he did this for about a decade, almost three times longer than the average term. Now, by most accounts, Pilate wasn't exactly a friend of the people. As a military figure, as a representative of the Roman Empire, Pilate was responsible for maintaining law and order throughout the region. He did that by putting down uprisings. Sometimes when negotiations failed, when the possibility of working things out peacefully didn't seem to be apparent, he reacted harshly, severely. Pilate knew that his standing before the emperor would depend on how well he kept peace in his little corner of the world. And the people that he was charged with overseeing, they didn't really make it all that easy on him. It didn't help that Pilate offended their religious sensibilities. Now, while Pilate probably never really understood the Jewish faith, it was his role in a, as a judge in a case brought by the Jewish religious leadership that would ultimately cement his place in history. What did Pilate see when he looked at the accused, this Jesus of Nazareth? Pilate understood that there was something more going on here than the Jewish high council would have him believe the story that they were laying out for him. They had reached their own verdict of blasphemy, that Jesus claimed to be the Son of God, but they didn't have the authority under Roman rule to put Jesus to death. So the council translated their accusations against Jesus into some political terms that could get Pilate to go along with their plan to judge Jesus guilty. They said that Jesus was a rebel, that he called himself a king, that he was one who was trying to subvert the Roman rule and get people to stop paying taxes to Caesar. And that obedience to the Roman rule, that paying taxes to Caesar, those were the two of Pilate's key responsibilities as a Roman prefect. He had to enforce those things. But in truth, the council didn't really care about a threat to Roman rule. They still needed the governor's approval, though, in order to get Jesus' execution. The death penalty was something that the Romans reserved for themselves and part of their role of maintaining law and order across the empire. 
But Pilate, he saw through the pretense. He knew that the religious leaders were jealous of Jesus, that this unusual teacher's ministry was a threat to their position, their cash flow, not Rome's. And after taking the time to question Jesus one-on-one, as we heard, it all became clear. While Pilate might have not have understood just who Jesus truly was, he certainly understood that Jesus was not guilty or deserving of death. And on top of all that, Pilate's wife sends word that he should have nothing to do with the man, that she had a dream to tell her husband to stay away from him. And in Roman culture, dreams were often considered as omens. It's possible this was something sent from God as yet another sign of Jesus' innocence. So Pilate, the judge, he understood the facts of the case before him. He understood the situation of the man accused. So how did Jesus end up on a cross later that same day? Pilate needed to keep up appearances before the emperor if he had any hope of keeping his role in the government. The council recognized this as Pilate's pressure point, so they jabbed it. Seeing that he wasn't just going to go along with their plan to get rid of Jesus, they called Pilate's loyalty to Caesar into question. If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. We heard that recorded in John chapter 19. And when Pilate, hoping for the crowd's decency, allowed them to choose between two prisoners in his custody, Jesus or a man named Barabbas, a thief, a killer. He was hoping that it would still give the crowd an opportunity to set Jesus free. But the council was ahead of him. They stirred up the crowd to pick the clear criminal. And so all this being said, Pilate was now at a time of crisis. Even though he was aware of Jesus' innocence, Pilate was even more keenly aware of the dynamics of his position. He knew where his bread was buttered. If he chose to free Jesus, there were going to be consequences. Now, sure, he could put down a riot, even though one was forming, because he had done it before. But that report would get back to the higher-ups in Rome. How would that look to them? And what if the Jewish leaders took the report of how all this transpired back to the emperor and attacked him behind his back? What really mattered more? The life of one innocent man or the peace of the nation? His own position as prefect of the whole region? Give the crowd what they want? Don't risk their displeasure? I mean, it might have sounded like common sense to Pilate. Because fear has that effect. In time of crisis, under public pressure, Pilate chose to hand Jesus over for flogging, for crucifixion. He handed down the judgment of death to someone who had done nothing wrong. Don't judge Pilate, though. How many times have you made a choice 
that would make life easier for you, even if you knew that it wasn't the best choice or even the right one? How many times have you caved into pressure from outside influencers just to go along with others, with what others think you should do, rather than heeding God's judgment, his instruction for living? You have been in times of crisis. You've had to make judgments big and small. And sometimes those decisions have been guided by fear. They've been guided by love of self, seeking comfort or convenience. So if we are faithful to Jesus' call for his followers to have complete perfection in life, even as God is perfect, we have to admit that we make bad choices. You and I, along with Pilate, stand convicted. That is why we needed Jesus to go to the cross. In the time of crisis, Jesus' judgment wasn't guided by fear. It wasn't guided by love of self. His judgment was guided by love for you. Jesus may have gone to the cross because of Pilate's judgment, but it was ultimately Jesus' faithfulness that led him to take the way of the cross. Jesus chose to be silent before his accusers, to undergo judgment for you, for me, even for Pilate himself. He did it to carry the weight of our bad choices along with all of the pain that came into the world as a result of those failed decisions. He did it to bring forgiveness and freedom so that he could carry his people through all the times of crisis that would ever come. Just this past week, another judge, a very different judge from Pontius Pilate, heard a verdict that was handed down from a time of crisis. The Wyoming Supreme Court handed down a censure, a formal criticism of municipal judge Ruth Neely. Judge Neely serves in a small town, and she is a member of another LCMS congregation. This judgment was handed down because she had commented back in 2014 that her religious beliefs as a Christian prevented her from officiating, presiding over a same-sex marriage. Judge Neely was never asked to perform a same-sex marriage. She had never refused such a request. And in fact, Wyoming law does not require Judge Neely to perform any marriage. Moreover, according to the minority decision that was handed down by two of the five Supreme Court justices, the people that work with her expressed unreserved confidence that she would be absolutely fair and impartial to anyone who came before her, regardless of their sexual preference. Even though Judge Neely had done nothing wrong, she faced judgment because of her faith. When your time of crisis comes before you, it might never result in a newspaper headline. It might not cement your place in history as it did with Pilate. But still, following Jesus means letting your faith guide your judgment, not fear, not love of self. And that's not easy especially when pressure from outside influencers would have you take a different way, follow a different path. 
But in times of crisis, you can look to the cross. You can look to the cross because of Jesus' faithfulness. Because of Jesus' faithfulness, he was judged. He was judged for you. And because of Jesus' faithfulness, you are made new by God's grace in each and every day. Because of Jesus' faithfulness, God has judged you. He has judged you forgiven. He has judged you set free. Amen.